Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in steamy New York City. Seriously, when I say steamy, I'm not talking like, oh, it's just a little hot or oh, you know, whatever. The humidity today was through the roof. That's why I stayed in mostly today working on some projects and whatnot, um, and I was laying down reading the gossip blogs, and even though I already did an episode for today, um, I wanted to do another one because there are some serious allegations being leveled at Mark Harmon by former NCIS star Polly Paulette. Um, now, a little backstory. Polly was one of, if not the most popular character on NCIS. And so after 15 seasons, it was a little bit of a shock when she announced that she was going to be leaving. At the time, everyone made it seem like it was very amicable and um, it was, you know, just the end of a journey. Um, she wanted to explore other work. And in fact, um, it took her a couple years, but... She's going to be back on CBS in a new show called Happy Place. So all should be well. And since her new show is on CBS, one would logically think that she would possibly want to do um, like a crossover with the network's number one show. Since she had, you know, it, it wouldn't be one of those cheap stunts where an, an actor just shows up on the show and you don't know why they're there. Like, she has history um, and whatnot, so it would actually make a lot of sense, and some of the stars could cross over and be on her new show. Well, uh, Polly decided to put a re- um, put all of the speculation and questioning to, um, to rest because she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. In a series of tweets... Um, she said, No, I am not coming back ever. Please stop asking. I am terrified of Harmon and him attacking me. I have nightmares about it. I have a new show that is safe and happy. You'll love it. Hashtag happy plays. Love y'all. And that didn't seem to be enough for her. She then tweeted pictures of a crew member allegedly attacked by uh, by Mark Harmon and she said you think I didn't expect uh, you think I didn't expect blowback you got me wrong this happened to my crew member and I felt like hell to keep it from happening again to protect my crew and then I was physically assaulted for saying no and I lost my job there's a lot to unpack in there. But the biggest part of the news is she was fired for reporting that Mark Harmon assaulted somebody. That is definitely um, the takeaway in the insinuation that she's making. Um, Mark Harmon and uh, CBS have yet to uh, release a statement uh, about these new tweets. Um, CBS is going to be in a really awkward position because you don't want to anger the star of your biggest show. However, 
Polysuit Show is one of the most hotly anticipated shows, and you don't want to wreck the buzz by throwing her under the bus and um, making it seem as if there was, um, as if there's an issue or something. So they're going to have to balance this out somehow. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that, but they're going to have to figure out a way that they'll be able to do it and and keep both shows going. And of course, this is not the first time that Polly Paulette has um, uh, and I'm sorry, I keep calling her Paulette. It's Perrette. It's Polly Perrette. You know, Will would scream at me if if he heard this and tell me I should re-record this whole segment. I'm not going to do that. Because um, I want you guys to have a laugh at my expense. Um, but Polly Perrette actually, before she left, launched allegations very publicly against Mark Harmon. And... Back then, people were like, oh, she's just upset because she didn't get the raise that she thought she deserved, blah, blah, blah. And now, it appears as though we're finding out more and more that Mark Harmon is not the nice guy that people want to believe that he is. And I believe I'm going to go take a break real fast and be right back. And I'm back. And y'all loved the Real Housewives segment I did earlier this week, so we're going to follow it up with... Lisa Vanderpump officially not returning to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <clears throat> um, Bravo nor Lisa Vanderpump herself have released a statement, but um, uh, allegedly the writing is pretty much on the wall. Sources close to the, the production said she hasn't asked for her contract. Um, she's known for being a holdout and asking for more money. Um, and in fact, one of the rumors going around was that she wanted, um, she's already one of the highest paid housewives in the franchise, but that's because she has the spinoff shows that are super successful. Well, rumor has it that she, she wasn't content with that. She wanted to be the highest paid housewife on Beverly Hills and she wanted Andy Cohen and company to release something to the effect of um she she's the highest paid obviously they they were trying not to do that and then this whole puppy gate thing blew up and became Basically, the only storyline, according to Dave, um, that happened this season. And I think it's really important for people to remember that while she was filming... um, Well, first of all, there's been a big to-do about her missing episodes and whatnot. And here's why I think... Here's what I think people need to remember. The woman was mourning her brother. He committed suicide last year while they were filming... Sometimes it's not always about what makes for good reality TV. Sometimes we have to, instead of focusing on the reality TV, we have to focus on reality. And her reality at the time is she's mourning her brother. 
Um, it seems like she didn't even realize that he was, um, to the point in his life or in his emotional journey where he felt like his only option was to take his own life. Now, people can, uh, people can and will say all sorts of nasty things. Um, but... Maybe we should stop saying nasty things. The other real housewives, including Lisa Rinna, have that under control. And and look at it from a more humane perspective and say, okay. And the the whole puppy and I haven't really looked into it to be honest, because um it, it I don't know, it's just not my cup of tea. But um one of the things I read um, while reading that she wasn't returning is that she voluntarily and without anyone saying anything about her doing it went and took a lie detector test um, and the results showed that she did not plant these stories about Dorit or Dorito or whatever her name is. <laughs> so You know, this, I know some people will say, oh, you know, guilty people do this all the time because they're good liars, whatever, whatever. Maybe you're right, and I'm definitely not going to argue that. Because there is every chance that you've hit the nail on the head, and yes, she's a terrific liar, and yes, she can do this. But there's also every chance that she's being honest. And there's every chance that... This was just as much of a shock for her as it was for for the rest of the ladies, but nobody wants to hear that. Everyone wants her to be the villain. Everyone wants her to be taken down. And um, one of the texts that I got after um, I did the segment was, well, why would Bethany want her taken down? Bethany views herself as queen bee of the Real Housewives. And Lisa Vanderpump threatened her. So if if she was sending subtle shade or signals to Lisa Rinna, that's exactly what was happening. She was securing her queendom. And it would make a really, really good um, story. A lot of palace intrigue. Um, but... For now, I'm going to take a break and come right back. And I'm back. So, this one is, it's difficult for me only because I absolutely loved Dawson's Creek when it was on. And, um, I was, first of all, I was not thrilled with the finale. Um, because it really went out of its way to make sure that there could not be a reunion or a reboot down the road. Uh, maybe that was by design, or maybe it was just um, when it ended at, at that time, reboots and revivals weren't a thing. Or as big of a thing, I should say. Um, and they figured, you know, finale, this series finale is final. 
let's go balls to the wall. But in any case, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, especially when they killed Jen. And please don't come at me with spoiler alerts. Because that finale has been out for 15 years. So, load out your ditty bags. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people noticed that Michelle Williams largely didn't do any TV work um, outside of a cameo on, I believe it was the fourth season. Maybe, yeah, it had to be the fourth season of Cougar Town with Bestie Busy Phillips. But no one really questioned it because she was very successful in the movies and it made a lot of sense um, that she, that's where her, her attention and focus would be. Now, of course, Michelle Williams will always be a casting director's dream get. Um, but she, uh, with the Variety Actors on Actors series, she sat down with Patricia Clarkson. And they had a really interesting conversation about why she stayed away from TV for as much as she, uh, for as long as she has. And I just want to warn you, if you love Dawson's Creek, it's going to make you a little bit sad. She said, doing Dawson's Creek for six and a half years, while it was an incredible learning experience, we did 22 episodes a year and you'd be getting scripts at the last minute and you had zero input. It was a little like a factory job. It was very formulaic. And she said, I don't think I'd, I've done television in between then and now because of a fear of loss of input. Now, here's the thing. I, I really respect Michelle Williams. I think she's a brilliant actress. Um, she's a great mother to Matilda. Um... I mean, generally, I don't have anything negative to say about her. But, in this case, I, I'm i not disagreeing with her. There, there probably isn't a lot of input um, from the cast. But, especially back then, unless you were bringing in huge Friends-type ratings, nobody had that kind of power. Or if you created your own show like Jerry Seinfeld... Those are the people who had the power to create the change to, um, or had input on their shows. Um, and even, even the cast of Friends, um, I remember reading that Jennifer Aniston and Matt LeBlanc both said, we don't want to play out this Rachel Joey story, we, we don't like it, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't fit into what they would actually do. And producers were like, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going there. And it turned out, of course, that Jennifer and, and Matt LeBlanc were right. But um, that just goes to show that even they didn't have the power. Um, and I don't know what it's like working on a movie set. But working on a TV show, you're, you're trying to put out 22 uh, hours of television... Which means you're probably recording more than a hundred hours worth of footage. You don't always have time to see how everyone feels. Uh, you know, soap operas, the top tier stars, um, Eric Braden, Melody Thomas-Scott, Susan Lucci, 
they'll be told their storylines in advance. Or if it's, you know, there's a big twist and they need the actor to play up to it without revealing what's going on. They'll sit down and have a conversation. But for the most part, you don't get to know that. Like, um, there's too much work being done. There's too much going on for every actor to have a say. And I know that sounds shitty, but that's just how it is. Um, you know, when Will and I made our short movie, he was the director, and if he wasn't happy with the take, we redid it. When he whittled it down, I mean, he he did ask for my input because it was two of us, and it was a five-minute film, but, I mean, there were things he even did, like, um, the the end credits. Um, I had, I had made sum up and he just decided to um, do something completely different and his way worked better because he knows what he's doing so um, I think this is one time where I have to respectfully disagree with Michelle Williams and I'm going to have to respectfully say I'm going to go and be right back and I'm back so, obviously this, this episode was not planned at all. Uh, just in case you were wondering. Um, but, uh, I, I was going to take the segment that I had planned for last night, which ultimately got scrapped in favor of a dating segment, and I was going to record it tonight. For this episode. And then... I decided to scrap it again. Um, eventually... Eventually I'll, re- I'll record this segment. <laughs> if for no other reason... Than just to have it on hand in case I ever can use it. Um, <laughs> but... This time... I'm, we're going to talk about dating again because y'all seem to like that. Um... Yeah, so there's a a new trend in celebrity dumb of wives and girlfriends sharing pictures of their naked male partners. And this is one of those things where I mean yes please and thank you. But uh, it also kind of makes me wonder what's going on. And and hear me out before you start yelling at me and saying things like how how could you or why would you want to stop these women from showing off their men? I don't want to do that at all. Um, you know. It, the trends seem to have started with um, Kristen Cavallari um, posting a picture of her husband, Jay Cutler, naked looking at the ocean. Um, and somebody kept taking naked pictures of Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber's butt, and putting them on his Instagram. 
Um, some people think it was one of his girlfriends. Some people think it was one of his his bros. If a bro's taking a picture of another bro's butt, they're doing it. Okay, let's let's not even play games with that. Um, and I I really do say that with confidence. And then um, Jesse J posted a very not safe for work picture of Channing Tatum on her Instagram or on his Instagram rather. Um, it was Channing in the, in a shower, which I mean, yum, but also, hmm, why? Um, and then more recently, Grant Gustin's wife shared a picture of him with his ass in the air in a hot tub. Now, first of all, let me let me just say this because I I've seen the pictures on oh my god. Um, if you, if you want to see it, go to Oh My God blog, um, or Google Oh My God, he's naked, um, Grant Gustin, and, and they'll show you his ass. But let me tell you, straight men do not put their ass in the air like he did. So while he may well be married, he is not completely straight. And I'm, I'm going to get yelled at for trying to define someone else's sexuality. No. Okay? Mm-mm. You can leave me the voice, the voice messages on Anchor. I will listen to them. I will even include them in a segment. But I'm not going to back down from this one. Because... For so long, straight men have acted a fool. And, oh, you know, don't don't hit on me or whatever like bitch we're not even attracted to you okay simmer down you are no Channing Tatum we don't want to see you in the shower um but on a more serious note I you know there there is something to be said for keeping your partner's privates to just yourself. No one cares if Grant Gustin is bi or likes to be pegged or whatever. That's that's their business. I really don't... Well, I, okay, I do care because drunk gossip. But <laughs> um, if, if he chooses not to talk about it and it, and it never makes its way into the tabloids, more power to him. Um, you know, with the Channing Tatum picture... Allegedly, he and um, Channing and Jesse J had some sort of weird Jenga bet he lost and had to post a picture. Okay, that that's fine. It's a little weird, but couples have to do things to make to keep it fresh. But you know, I I look at that and I'm like, I don't know that I would be comfortable with that. And of course, you know. Um, the guy I like is not a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't, um, and you know, with Jay Culler, Jay Culler has a great butt, very cute, you know, football players, just, 
Um, but again, I don't know that I would want everyone just oogling him and, and whatnot. Um, and I don't know what it does to a relationship. Um, Jane, Kristen, uh, allegedly have a lot of trust issues and they go through really bad periods. And th- this is her words, not mine. Um, Channing and Channing is allegedly cheating on Jesse J left, right, and center, which maybe it's not even cheating. Maybe they have an open relationship. Again, we don't know. Um, but he he's definitely not sleeping with only Jesse J. And we don't know the story with Grant Gustin and his wife. But, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, like, very jealous. Um, I'm, this is one of the only times I can say this without cringing. I'm very conservative when it comes to relationships. So if, if you're my man, you're my man. Only I get to see your dick. Only I get to see your ass. Anyone else is looking, I'm cutting their eyes out. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, there's a bit of breaking news, um, which bumped the Bradley Cooper and Irina Sherrick um, segment that was planned to be the big story, but this is an even bigger story. Um, it's a one and done, though. Unless something really scandalous is going on and starts to emerge later on. But given the set and everything, I don't think there's anything like that. Um, The Good Place, um, NBC's highest-rated comedy, has set an end date. Um, At the end of season four, we will be saying goodbye to our eternal dweller friends. Um, Mike Shore, who created the show, made the announcement while trying to drum up uh, Emmy buzz for season three. And he said, basically, that... Um, this show was never designed um, to run for a very long time. And let me... So, here's what he said. After The Good Place was picked up for season two, the writing staff and I began to map out, as best as we could, the trajectory of the show. Given the ideas we wanted to explore... And the pace at which we wanted to present those ideas, I began to feel like four seasons, just over 50 episodes, was the right lifespan. At times over the past few years, we have been tempted to go beyond four seasons, but mostly because making the show is a rare, creatively fulfilling, and at the end of the day, we don't want to tread water just because the water is so warm and pleasant. As such, the upcoming fourth season will be our last. And, you know, creatively, that actually makes sense. Like, um, the la- I, I told you guys, I'm writing a, a, another short story, which is, I think, going to lead to a um, book of short st- stories with these with these characters um, in a world, probably, they'll probably be at least loosely interconnected. Um, and I have a, an erotic thriller that I'm cooking up. Uh, but, you know, I can do this because I'm not writing one show. I don't, you know, I'm not producing something hand over fist. I also have, um, 
How you doing inside the Wendy Williams divorce? Um, that's still happening. I'm actually mostly done with it. I'm just waiting for the divorce to be final before I put it out. The Jussie Smollett story, I'm trying to figure out how to tackle it. I'll talk to Will about it as things start to calm down and the twist phase out a little bit. Um, I'll, and with that one, I'll probably actually just treat it like a true crime. A, a, a true crime mixed with the inside gossip that I, I've had. Um, and then at some point, I, I'm going to do a probably a little featurette called um, Queen Bee of the Housewives inside the coast-to-coast plot to take down Lisa Vanderpump. Um, and, and that'll be a really easy, again, right, I could probably write that over the weekend um, and, and publish it. But why am I telling you this? Because I know what they mean by not wanting to be stagnant creatively and and, and just staying o- and doing the same thing over and over again. Um, each each story is very unique and individual to me. Um, and kind of fun, actually. So, you know, with them wanting to take some time, um, yeah, do you. I get it. Um, and... He had more to say. Mike Shore also said, I will forever be grateful to NBC and Universal TV for letting us make The Good Place and for letting us end it on our schedule. I will be forever grateful to the creative team, both on screen and off, for their hard work and dedication to a very weird idea. We ask a question very frequently on this show. What do we owe to one another? The answer for me is I all of you a whole lot. We look forward to a great final season airing this fall. Now, again, I when some hit shows end, there's typically some machinations or infighting or something in the background. I don't think that's the case here. Um, I th- I think this is more of a they're just so, they're all so busy. Um, Kristen Bell is, of course, um, doing the Veronica Mars revival over on Hulu. Um, Mike Schur just signed a huge, um, first look deal with, um, Universal TV. And it's said that he has to produce a lot, um... And he's already producing a lot. Um, he has a bunch of shows. I can't think of them all, but chief among them is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <coughs> oh, and we almost made it a whole episode without me coughing. Did you notice that? I think that's why my allergies had to start acting up. Um, you know, looking at the schedule... Um, a lot of people are were thinking that Will and Grace was going to end um, this year. 
I no longer think that. I think Will and Grace just got a reprieval. Unless, of course, the Fab Four also want to call it quits. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong. I think cable has changed the the TV schedule a lot. Um, You know, Inside Amy Schumer was renewed for another season, but it's been like two or three years since the last fresh episode. And whenever they're next up, they're like, oh, whenever she wants to come back and, and record, you know, we're here for it. Um, and they did the same thing with Louis C.K. before his scandal brought him down. He would go two, three, four years and then drop a, a fresh batch of seasons. Um, Rick and Morty kind of completely changed how things are done. When they were renewed, because they weren't renewed for, like, one or two seasons, they were renewed for 70 episodes. And they just drop them in batches whenever they feel, you know, they work when they want to work. They drop them in batches when they want to, and then boom. Um, so I'm wondering if that's not going to become more of a, um, more of a trend. Um, we're seeing that broadcast is adopting the 13 season, oh, thir- between 13 and 18 episode seasons, um, with both sitcoms and dramas, um, The Good Place only runs for 13 episodes a year, um, and that's by design. The Connors, which is a traditional family sitcom, um, this year made nine, next year they're making 19. Again, it's by design and because of the cast um, options. There, There's no longer a stranglehold on the talent anymore. So if you want a John Goodman or a Kristen Bell, you have to work with them and work with their schedules. They're busy people. And speaking of busy people, I'm about to drop this episode and then I'm dropping... Um, the original blind item episode that was scheduled for today. So, double ed, yay! Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I wouldn't be here without you. And until next time, five minutes. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>